The race is on to meet the world's growing need for protein from safe and sustainable sources. In Denmark, the aquaculture industry focuses on one of the most cost-effective protein sources, fish and seafood. And not just at sea. In recent years, Denmark has taken the lead in sustainable, land-based aquaculture. It all began with the Danish fish farmers and their long history of collaboration. Together, they developed the world's first recirculation plants for producing healthy fish with minimal resources. Today, a young Danish enterprise is adding another link to the sustainable supply chain in the form of a new protein for fish feed. The source? Methane-eating bacteria. You're listening to the Food Nation podcast, stories of innovation and collaboration from the Danish food cluster. I'm Kath Mersch, and this time I'm taking a dive into how Danish aquaculture expertise is making a sustainable impact on the world food supply. It's quite a story with great perspectives for the future. To help tell it, I visited Christina Albrechtson in Copenhagen. She's business and project advisor for AquaCircle, the innovation network for the Danish aquaculture sector, which includes everyone from fish farmers and fish feed producers to suppliers of turnkey aquaculture farms and equipment. In Denmark, of course, surrounded by water, we, we come from a, a relatively large focus on fisheries. And as all fishermen experience from time to time, sometimes the catches go down for various reasons. And when that happened in Denmark more than 130 years ago, then some very clever fishermen decided, let's try to do something about that. So they made like small hatcheries in, in like drainage pipes, trying to boost the, the natural availability of fish. They found out that they could do more than just, uh, just put them back into to their natural environment. And they started making ponds. And rapidly, from the 1890s up till like 1914, we had established 138 fish farms. And that development continued up until the 70s, where we had more than 900 fish farms in Denmark. Around then, the Danish authorities recognised the environmental impact of fish farming, whether in ponds or sea cages, and strict regulations were imposed. At the same time, the authorities put in place development programs where uh, technology suppliers and fish farmers and universities could develop new solutions where it would be possible to farm fish without having all this uh, environmentally harmful discharge. And that meant that you could say the strong fish farmers, those who were able to adapt to the new regulations uh, and collaborate with the other parties in this, this industry, they were able to survive and quickly actually got up to the same output of fish. And that has been like the, the major driver of the Danish aquaculture technology and, and also why we are leading in the world, because there are so many things coming out of this. One of the developments was the Danish model fish farm, a technology-driven concept that started out by treating and cleaning water before discharge. Today, the arrival of recirculation aquaculture systems 
has taken land-based model fish farms to a new high-tech level of sustainability and traceability and improve the quality of the fish. It's largely because of these systems that 75% of farm freshwater fish from Denmark now carry the label of the Aquaculture Stewardship Council, the hallmark of responsibly farmed seafood. The principle about recirculated systems is that you establish ponds and you reuse the water as much as possible. So in order to do that, we need to, to clean the water. When we feed the fish, there are feces, there are leftover feeds that needs to be taken out of the water. And then we almost always need to add oxygen to the water before sending it back into the fish ponds for the fish to be able to have the water quality that they require. The good thing about uh, land-based aquaculture uh, is that you can design it exactly in the way that you want. So you can design a system that, that is meant to give like very high fish welfare. For instance, for salmon, they like to swim against the current. So in the fish tank, you will, will establish a current so that, that the, the environment in the tank will, to a high degree, be like it was in the wild. Then I think another thing important to mention is that some fish, they actually like to crowd. So seeing a fish pond with fish like very close together is not necessarily a bad thing. Fish thrive when all the conditions are right. And that means that they perform better. So for the fish farmer, that means that he will be able to produce more and the quality of his fish will be higher, meaning that he can get a better price on his fish. Aquaculture technology and a deep understanding of each fish species are a Danish strength. And the reason why so many land-based fish farming facilities around the world today are based on Danish know-how. In terms of Danish technology applied around the world, then I would say Norway being one of the most sophisticated producers of salmon, many of their small facilities have been built either by Danish suppliers or by using Danish technology or Danish knowledge. If we look at recent years, then the agriculture industry is seeing some very large mega projects these days. So as an example, the largest salmon grow out facility for harvest size fish at the moment is 3000 tons. So Atlantic Sapphire, which has a facility in Denmark, are now building a facility in Miami, in the United States, which has now completed the first phase, which is 10,000 tons. And they are planning and already working on the design of expanding that facility up to 100,000 tons. And that is based on uh, Danish technology. That is Bilon Aquaculture, one of the, the oldest solution suppliers in Denmark with uh, technology for more than 100 fish farms behind them. As far as the world's need for protein is concerned, few protein sources can beat fish for cost-effectiveness. You simply get a lot of high-quality protein per kilo of feed. That's a good sustainability argument in itself. Another is the possibility to use Danish aquaculture technology to build efficient land-based fish farms anywhere in the world, 
bringing fish production close to consumers. If we look at the sustainability development goals and we look at land-based agriculture and the production of food and protein close to the consumer, that is a very good combination. Uh, So instead of flying salmon from Norway to Dubai, then we produce the salmon locally in Dubai. The reason I mentioned Dubai is because that's, that's another Danish showcase. We were the first ones to establish salmon production in Dubai. That was a Danish company. Land-based facilities, aquaculture facilities can be placed almost anywhere. The only thing is you need the water supply. Overall, it is a sustainable way of producing protein. But in terms of areas in the world where there's poverty and not a lot of access to high-quality proteins, fish farming in in such an area could mean jobs. It could mean a supply of uh, healthy proteins, which would also drive like more education of the people living in that area. So, so. There's a lot of things, I I believe, that go hand in hand with the land-based aquaculture and the sustainable development goals. Not far from Copenhagen, in the old Viking city of Roskilde, an entrepreneurial company called Unibio is developing a new contribution to sustainable aquaculture. Alternative proteins for fish feed. The raw material for production is methane, the potent greenhouse gas and contributor to climate change. Since its founding as an innovative enterprise with a good idea, Unibio has attracted collaboration partners and investors from Denmark and abroad. Their first industrial-scale plant is now in place. And that means Unibio is close to realising its vision to produce alternative proteins without farming or fishing. Here's Unibio CEO Henrik Busch Larsen to explain the concept. Every day in most freshwater lakes on this planet, you have the decomposition of plant and fish material on the lake floor. And when it decomposes, uh, methane is released into the water. And then you have methanotrophic bacteria living in the water, eating the carbon from the gas, and they become rich in protein. Eventually, these bacteria, they end up in fish, and then we eat fish. So it's basically a concept of nature that we have copied into a bio-industrial setup, applying the U-loop technology that we have developed. It's in the patented U-loop fermenter that the bacteria feed on methane and multiply. After tapping and drying, the final product, called uniprotein, contains more than 70% high-quality protein. Unibio's key partner in developing the technology is the Technical University of Denmark. In Denmark, we are good at you know, fermentation. Uh, take a look at the other big companies of Denmark, you know, Novo Nordisk, Novo Science, Christian Hansen. So I think it's natural that a technology such as ours have been developed in Denmark together with uh, the Technical University of Denmark in, in a quite close you know, private-public relationship. And I think without the belief in the opportunity from the Technical University, we wouldn't have been here uh, where we are today. The collaboration has been ongoing for quite some time. We've developed two pilot units together with the Technical University. And the latest one was developed with funding from Denmark's Innovation Fund. And we were also very keen on developing a technology 
where the protein coming out of the process could compete on, a, on quality, but also on price. Unibio has quite a high success rate when it comes to attracting partners. One such partnership has driven the construction of the first industrial-scale production plant in Russia. Another is with Japanese Mitsubishi, the world's second-largest producer of salmon. The way Mitsubishi contacted us was actually by an email. They introduced themselves through one of their companies in Europe, and that's how the dialogue got started. That kind of partnership, it means a lot in the sense that this is not only a big international well-known company that invests into a less-known uh, developing company to eventually see some return. I think the main contribution right now is on the project development side of it, that we are sitting in close collaboration developing projects with the intent to establish production plans together in the near future. The focus on sustainability is ever-present. In 2019, Unibio participated in the SDG Accelerator, an initiative organized under the United Nations Development Programme and funded by the Danish Industry Foundation to promote sustainable innovation. The bacteria at the heart of Unibio's protein production consume methane from any source, waste gas streams from the petrochemical industry or biogas produced from animal slurry. They also have a limited need for water, and that means these tiny organisms could turn out to be the world's most sustainable source of feed protein. Having a technology such as Unibios, where you're using very limited uh, water in the production process, holds uh, certain benefits to, to regions of the world, such as the Middle East, where you have very limited water resources. An example would be that you are, we are using only five liters of water to produce one kilo of, of uniprotein. And in the Amazon, you may be using as much as 3,000 liters of water to produce one kilo of soy. That would include rainwater, right? And at the same time, here we have a technology where you can produce, let's say, 25,000 tons of protein on one hectare of industrial land. And you may be getting, I don't know, three tons of soy out of one hectare of farmland in the Amazon. Technical product manager at Unibio, Ina Karlshoi-Yulagor, is leading the trials to find out which animals can benefit most from having uniprotein in their feed. It's a high-quality protein ingredient we have, and it's a lot comparable to, to fish meal. At the moment, we're looking a lot into the aquaculture business and in wean piglets. The aquaculture, we have been uh, doing some trials in Atlantic salmon uh, and rainbow trout, and we have seen that the digestibility is quite good and the fish are performing equally to the control diets where they're only having fish meal. So now we, we're at a place where we've been developing a lot, and now we have a lot of customers who is ready to actually take off the product when we're ready to sell from Russia. As the product of a waste stream, uniprotein is made for modern aquaculture systems, where waste is becoming a valued resource. Whether as the raw material for biogas production or animal feed, or in new ventures based on something called aquaponics. Here's Christina again. Aquaponics is like a perfect example of circular economy, you could say. It is a combination of fish farming and the production of vegetables where the water is in the fish tanks. They are, are being filled with, with nutrients from the fish, which is then used by the plants and then sent back to the fish farm. A relatively small Production of fish is required for a relatively large uh, vegetable production. 
So it needs to be balanced in the right way. At the moment, most aquaponic systems are small-scale ventures. But it sounds like there's some exciting potential there to meet long-term needs for locally produced sustainable food. As always, success will rely not just on technology, but also on a deep knowledge of the fish, their behaviour and needs. For Danish aquaculture specialists, this is a top priority, also when introducing new types of fish to land-based farms. The key elements in the technology, so that being pumps and filters and so forth, that is actually not complicated. Water treatment as such is not complicated. But understanding the fish and being able to to design systems that support their needs is a different thing. And then there's a major thing called domestication. So for for the species like salmon, like trout, that has been domesticated over, you could say, at least 30, 40 years, there we have much better performance than if we take a new species. So for new species, you need to anticipate at least a 10-year development phase before you can start being relatively sure on, on predicting how they will perform. Knowing how to uh, design the right solutions for fish to grow and live and thrive, that is key. Responsible aquaculture is a fascinating example of how Denmark is contributing to a sustainable global food supply and the UN Sustainable Development Goals along the way. Thanks to Christina from AquaCircle and Henrik and Ina from Unibio for giving a view from inside the industry in this episode of the Food Nation podcast. And thanks to you for listening. You can find more Food Nation stories on our website, foodnationdenmark.com or on your favourite podcast app.